Hey, this is Zach Catanzaro. And I'm Walker Lukens. We're the hosts of Song Confessional, the only podcast where today's top songwriters turn your anonymous stories into original songs. This week, we've got a salacious tale of train platforms and anonymous hookups. Austin songstress Buffalo Hunt transforms the confession into a cinematic indie pop gem, exploring the dark pleasures of our bad decisions. Listen to Song Confessional at KUTX.org or wherever you listen to podcasts. From KUT and KUTX Studios. Think about this. Our brains change. Memory is an amazing thing. What you think is in our there. Our brains aren't really finished. They're not fully cooked yet. Are you go with your heart. You we don't have any idea why we're, we're doing so smart. most of the things that we're doing. But here's the deal. My grandfather always used to say, if your only problem in life is money, you don't really have any problems. He's Art Markman. He's Bob Duke. And I'm Rebecca McEnroy. And this is Two Guys on Your Head. Today, money and happiness. Most of us learn to uh, find money appealing because we know that money gets us stuff, right? I mean, if I want to go out to eat and I have enough money in my bank account that I can go do that, well, that makes the money valuable to me because the experience of eating out is valuable to me. But the idea in mind that for many people, I think certainly in our contemporary society, money has become paired with a sense of security, Mm. right? I mean, in terms of whether it has to do with your retirement or taking care of your children's education or whatever it happens to be, now all the associations for that, and of course we, we learn, I mean, it's, it's this classical conditioning, literally, that you're now pairing this, having this money or having this large number in your bank account balance to say, well, now I've, I have the safety of knowing this other thing. We also mistake uh, short-term excitement for the factors that are going to create long-term happiness. So, you know, when you're a kid, I mean, even as a little kid, you know, your grandparents come over and they give you a $5 bill, right? And, and you just you feel great all of a sudden. Wow, I, I just got $5. Or, you know, you see somebody in a game show who just won $5,000. You know, if you look at lottery winners, for example, in the moment that someone wins the lottery, they are elated. They are really, really happy. But if you look at how happy lottery winners are a year after winning the lottery, the best predictor for how happy they're going to be a year after winning the lottery is how happy they were a few months before they won the lottery. Because all of those other factors that really influence how you feel about life generally kick back in after a couple of months. Of course, because you're you're experiencing your life every day. That is the people you associate with and the environment that you live in and what you think about and where you focus your attention. And those things generally don't change when you have a huge infusion of cash into your life. Again, assuming that you're already above the threshold of having your basic physical needs satisfied. So it's not that money is completely unrelated to happiness in the sense that we need money to, to achieve a lot of the basic goals and needs in our lives. And so money problems are a huge source of stress in people's lives. And having enough money to to buy clothes and to feed your family and to have a place to live is really important. People who don't have the adequate basic needs taken care of are, are going to have a hard time really experiencing a lot of happiness. But above and beyond that, having a lot more money isn't necessarily going to make you happy. And in fact, because money problems cause stress, it's very easy when you have some money to actually put yourself in a situation in which you create money problems for yourself. Of course. 
one of the things that I think most people agree on right now is that after you get those basic needs met, I think another way to say what Art was saying is that there's really no correlation between how much money you have above that threshold and how happy you are. Meaning there are some people who have a lot of money above that threshold, they're still miserable. A lot of people who have just a little above that threshold, they're deliriously happy. And the reverse is true, right? You're actually better off just not really thinking about money at all if you can avoid it. Those people who think about money are only happy if they are in a social group where everybody else makes less than they do. Right. The, and this, there's the data on this. Mm-hmm. So the paradox is if you're sort of in a social group where, where you happen to make more than everyone, having that extra money, if you're the sort of person who focuses on money, that makes you happier. Make a little bit more money and move yourself into a new social group where you're now making less than everyone. You're making more money and you're unhappier because now the social comparison is with a whole bunch of people who are making more money. And all this has to do with really the word value. Yeah. I mean, what does value mean? And there are lots of things in our lives that we value, right? We value our families and our relationships. We value our day-to-day experiences and those kinds of things. And we value, for good reason, money and money that we have access to. But many people don't take into account all of those factors when deriving a sum total of how happy they should be, right? right? I mean, there are people who are you know, living in very nice neighborhoods and they have a lovely family and everybody's healthy, but yet they just found out that the person in the next cubicle makes you know, $10,000 a year more than they do, and now they're unhappy. All that other stuff didn't change, right? The only thing that changed was the knowledge that now your salary is a little bit lower than this person next right. to you. It's an unfortunate right. thing, really. And this actually gets to something else where there's a lot of data which is that if you look at the kinds of purchases that make people happy, uh, they tend to be purchases of experiences rather than stuff. Yeah. And so buying a brand new sofa for the living room that you never go in. If you buy that beautiful sofa to go in that room, it's a, it's a thing, but it's not an experience because you're not allowed in the room. And so you, that doesn't make you any happier. Yeah. But if you buy a trip somewhere... Or if you buy a car that you're really going to enjoy driving. So it can be a thing, but as long as that thing is bound up with an experience, that actually makes you happier. And it makes you happier partly because you're enjoying the actual experiences as they go along. But also, even if it's a vacation, it creates memories. Then those memories are sustaining. Those memories create happiness. Next week, we'll discuss the psychology of Mama E's with Dr. Art Markman and Dr. Bob Duke. I'm Rebecca McEnroy, and I produce Two Guys on Your Head for KUD Radio in Austin, Texas.
We're tracing the decisions that gave us the housing situation we have in Austin today. In Growth Machine, how Austin engineered its housing market. Find it wherever you get your podcasts.